0: Hello, I'm Maggie Rose and these are Tales from Here Beyond. This is a fantasy podcast of stories which will take you far away to other worlds to help you sleep, to help you relax, or just to leave this world for a short while. These are episodes that can be listened to in any order at any time, or you can listen to them in order and let the stories and the mysteries of the world unravel as you go. This series is called The Moonless World, in a land of mountains and moors and mysterious lakes, in a time before the stars where the only light was the moon and her gentle glow, and how one day she suddenly disappears and leaves the world in darkness and fear. So settle in, get comfortable, and come with me on a tale from here beyond. the holy man. The holy man lived on a small island in the lake. It was damp and it was dark, but it was where he lived and he did well enough there. He wore a great overcoat to keep warm, which had many pockets and hidden places. He fished and tended his garden and he read books. He also steered ghosts to their homes, towards where they belonged He did not know where this place was, but he helped guide them on their way. Once, he was pulling turnips from his garden when a ghost came to his island. This ghost had come to the island by boat. It was a small, wispy dinghy which seemed to only be a breath away from non-existence. The ghost alighted and the boat withdrew back into the foggy night of the lake. The ghost looked about himself and he seemed confused. The holy man stood from his garden, and he said, Let me aid you. The ghost looked at him now, perplexed. You? he asked of the holy man. The holy man simply nodded, and led the ghost to his house. Inside, they sat at the kitchen table, and the holy man put on a pot of tea, for although the ghost could not drink it, the holy man had found that such normalities put them at ease. He explained that the ghost was a dead man, and that although he was dead, his life as such was not over. He still had to make a journey in order to carry on, otherwise he would be dead, and in the wrong place, and that would be very bad. The ghost looked at him. How so? he asked. The holy man poured some tea, and the steam rose like a warm cloud to his fingers. He told the ghost, Because if the dead reside in the world of the living, then where should the living reside? I see, said the ghost. So where am I to go? The holy man took his glass of tea and gestured to the door. I will show you, he said. The ghost followed the holy man back outside, and in the clear light of the moon, they could both see that a walkway had risen up from the lake. It rested only just beneath the surface, so the water which pulled over it reflected the moon's great light. The holy man said, follow, and so the ghost did. The holy man stepped onto the walkway, which was made of a hard rock, and felt as though it had existed for centuries. He led the ghost along for what felt like leagues and leagues. The lake widened and expanded until the land could no longer be seen in the white light. They were miles from anyone or anything, The holy man had finished his tea during the walk, so he shook out the final lingering drops and placed the glass into one of his large pockets. The air was cold, but there was no wind. There was only the sound of the gently lapping ripples of lake water across the rock walkway. Eventually, they came to the end. The ghost almost bumped into the holy man as he halted. He said, Why do you stop? The holy man only shook his head, I stop because I can see no more from here. The ghost looked puzzled and began to tell the holy man that he could see something more. He could see the journey continued. The holy man held up a hand before the ghost could say any more about what was beyond the end of the walkway. It is not for me to know, he told the ghost, moving to the side so the ghost had space to step past him. It is for you. The ghost understood, so he thanked the holy man for his aid and he walked past the end. The holy man sighed and plodded back to his island and his turnips. One day, the moon disappeared. This was odd, but it did not greatly trouble the holy man, for he lived by candlelight most of the time anyway. He would miss her presence, but it was no true hindrance. After the first day without the moon, the holy man thought something was off. More than just a missing moon, but he could not put his finger on it. After the second day, he noticed that his turnips were not doing so well. This irritated him, but he had potatoes. After the third day, the holy man realised what felt so strange. The ghosts were not coming to him. They were not finding their way to his island. And if they did not find their way to his island, then where were they to go? The holy man dithered and worried. Perhaps there were simply no ghosts to help? No. There were fundamental truths of life, and death was one of them. To have no ghosts in three days was unthinkable. He decided to wait another three days. Still, there were no ghosts. Perhaps they had found another island and another holy man to aid them. He decided to wait another three days, for surely at least a few ghosts would find their way to his island and his aid. After those three days, the holy man knew he must do something. So he left his island. He had his own little rowboat, one made of wood and not of thin wisps of ghostly air. He rowed across the lake to the nearest shore to find the ghosts, so that he could bring them back. He heaved onto the shore with his boat, where he was met with a strange sight. The ghosts were there, waiting for him. "'Oh, there!' he cried to the nearest ghost. "'Why, have you not sailed across the lake yet?' The ghost looked at him. What do you mean? it asked. The holy man shook his head. The boat? Surely it has come to take you all one by one to my little island, and from there I will show you the way. The ghost shook its sorrowful head. There has been no such boat, sir, it said, and moved gently away. The holy man was confused, for surely that was how the ghost came to his island. He believed there was simply a calling, something which naturally drew them his way. But it no longer existed, it seemed. He looked up to the dark and moonless sky and wished there were more light. The holy man decided it was the boat he must find for the ghosts, the one of wisps and air. So the holy man turned to his holy rituals. He carved a great symbol into the sand of the shore and waited. Some ghosts came over to stop and wait and watch with him. But as the hours passed, nothing happened, nothing more happened. It seemed some connection was severed. The holy man looked at the dark and moonless sky once more. Some important connection was lost. So the holy man knew what he had to do. He had to find the connection and redeem it himself. But the only way to do that, he also knew, was to die. "'For surely with his holy knowledge of the journey to the end, "'as a ghost he would be able to find his way to his island, "'and if a ghost once more placed a ghostly foot on its land, "'then the journey would remember itself in the world.' "'But the holy man did not want to die. "'He had always known that one day he would, "'but he had hoped to eat many more turnips "'and read many more books before then. "'So the holy man decided to look for the ghostly boat instead, "'but without any holy guidance.' He left his holy symbol where it was, in the sand, just in case the connection came back and showed itself there. The ghosts could keep watch. So the holy man walked to the edge of the lake and he walked it again. It took months for the lake was big, much bigger than the holy man himself had thought. He walked it a third time. Each time he checked his holy symbol for a sign or signal, but each time the symbol remained just ridges in the sand. After the third time he had walked the lake in its entirety, the holy man decided to take his boat out to the water to see if the ghostly dinghy was lost in the lake itself. He searched for many months and many years, but still he could not find the boat, and he would stare to the sky and he would wonder at the loss of the moon and wonder where the ghost were supposed to go. One day, the holy man died. He was very old by this time, and he had spent most of his life walking the lake and searching its waters for a boat which could not have existed. When he died, he breathed a sigh of relief, for he knew now that he would be able to re-establish the connection. His life's work would not be in vain. His ghost appeared on the shore some time after this, and he immediately took to the boat he had used in life. It was difficult to use as a ghost, but he had known it would be. He set off for his island, his lovely, beloved island, which he had not visited for many, many years. He wondered whether the turnips would still grow and whether the books would not have succumbed to rot. The holy man's ghost rode for a long time and a long time more. He passed hours and then years and then decades and then perhaps more and the holy man's ghost began to wonder something sinister. It was a deep, insidious worry which stopped his arms at times as he became lost within it, and he would drift on the lake gently until he took oar again. What the holy man's ghost worried was that he could no longer find his island. He was sure it was here, but he could not find it, and he could not find it. And still... He could not find it. The holy man's ghost would not find it again. Thank you for listening to this story from the moonless world. I want to thank James at Big Dog Studios for editing the episode. And join me next week for another story in this series of tales from here beyond. And if you have any friends, relatives or loved ones that you think would enjoy this podcast, please share it with them. I'm Maggie Rose, and you can find me on Twitter and Instagram at Tales with Maggie and on Patreon. See you next week in the here beyond.